Read a mail. For the month of April. Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of Triangle Squared. These are one of our, actually the first of many monthly reader mails like we've been talking about for a little bit. We finally got the stuff together to get this kind of going and worked out a good time. So to get the early stuff out of the way, pull that Ooh, back. Oh yeah, that's a little bit farther back. It was almost, out of Le- shot. Liam would have called us out hard. Boy, he probably, I don't know, maybe he wouldn't. He, he, he calls us out for puns. no cats. Yeah, he, 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 he catches all my puns. If you guys are watching the videos, I leave little nuggets of... Hilarious stuff. You leave, you leave nuggets? I leave nuggets everywhere I go. The episode of uh, Always Sunny when Frank is pooping in the bed. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, well, this, uh, this is, uh, like he said, the month of April's reader mail. So I know that yep. this is May, but what we're going to do is the first Friday of every month will be the previous month's reader mail. We'll compile all the ones that we did not use in the episodes and we will put them all together into one uh, episode like this. For all of you, and yeah, this is a completely additive episode. We are only going to be talking about games specifically when asked about games, so yep. there will be no self-made topics put into here. We'll just kind of roll through a list and answer them as to as much extent as we feel is fun and, and necessary. And every every um, time I've said that, if you out of the three questions that don't get answered. The rest go to this. This is what it is. Exactly. So, all those but questions that have been asked that have not been answered. If for some honestly random, very odd reason, this is your first time seeing us. We are Triangle Squared, a place for some podcast. And while this is a bonus don't start podcast. Don't yeah, like, would episode one. Get I to would know say us probably, probably don't start here. Year. But we normally post every Monday at 10 a.m. PST and 12 p.m. CST to YouTube and that's in video format or you can find us on SoundCloud and everything uh, but Spotify. The, everything but Spotify is a pretty good rule of thumb. Uh, if you do watch us on YouTube and you decide that you like what we're doing even a little bit, you can subscribe to us and hit that little bell notification to get every episode sent straight to you since YouTube wants to be weird about the whole need to hit a bell for some stupid reason. Like you want to subscribe to me but you don't want to see what I, whatever. Well, no, what it is. Not getting into that. What it is though, I could get into it real quick, is that it is a incentive for somebody to watch your video so they're like oh the there they upload it i could be one of the first to watch it so it kind of it doesn't trick but it so gives them something to go to the video right then for okay okay it works a lot on kids that's why if it works so well you listen to us on podcast services we would appreciate it if you would give us a review let us know how we're doing and get our numbers up there a little bit it makes it easier for people to find us and the reviews help people know that we are indeed a quality podcast or at least we know that we are based off of your feedback so continue to give us the feedback and hey if we go to crap one day just make sure you let us know yeah that being said so Let's get this show on the road. Sure. And with that, uh, let's do the first thing. I do. Which is, only only one part, really, though. Yeah, yeah. Very, very quick. And it's, I mean, it, it is a question. It's a question I answered on Twitter, but in case someone didn't see it, uh, at one point in time in the show, and we may have covered this on the episode. We might have, but we may not have done a good job since it was asked. But regardless, it was asked and we're going to answer it. So with that being said, Sean, Neo, my boy, says, what's this week's topic? Do you still ask fans for their reflection on the current topic? Uh, and what that is in regards to is for a long stretch, we were actually doing um, the ep- before the episode, we would choose a topic and put it up and let everybody give us their feedback. And we would work it into the conversation while we were talking about it and kind of give our ideas. And it was fun. Uh, but the problems arose whenever slow weeks come up and there's not as big a topics and we're having problems finding topics we like or something big happens too close to when we're going to record and we want to try and switch gears. So we've decided for flexibility's sake and being able to stay on our feet and cover things that are really topical or just decide that we want to have fun if nothing comes up last minute yeah. that we can do so without having to feel bad 
bad for not giving anybody enough time to respond to that. Yep. So this is, you know, so we still would love to hear everybody's feedback. That's all we've always said that we, you know, we did our um, desert uh, Desert Island games recently, and it was really fun. And people have given us their list, and I've seen some very interesting lists I've seen so some far. Very good list, yeah. So yeah, definitely. We want to urge y'all to, uh, if you're on YouTube, put the stuff down in the comments. Uh, whatever your thoughts are, if you want to reach out to us on Twitter, you can do so there. If you want to email us at triangle sqr at triangle squared podcast, spelled out exactly like it sounds at gmail dot com, you can do so there. Moving on to the next question, though, Saul, give it to us. Sure. We have Liam, and he wants to know what movie would you like to see be made into a game? A traditional twist on the question that people mostly ask, which is what game do you want to see be made into a movie? Which is weird, because you know what? There's plenty of... It's weird. My, my, my game that I actually think would make a great game has already been answered, and it's been made into a great game. And that is, uh, that is Chronicles of Riddick. Oh, no. And that is The Escape from Butcher Bay. And it's a great game. I loved it. And even Assault on Dark Athena, while it wasn't as good to me, was a really good game. And it's probably the best example of a, something that started life as a movie that made its way into the gaming world and did so with a great, a, a great way to do it. Because unlike, you know, just a great example is like a, a, the Spider-Man games, the Amazing Spider-Man games. While they yeah. actually were fun, at least the first one was really fun. The second one fell short but did do some interesting traversal things. I'll yeah. give them that. But um, – it was funny because they were supposed to be continuations of the movies, right? But the problem with that is that the character had a different voice actor. He didn't look even similar. So it made this weird disconnect in your mind where it's like you're trying to tell me that this is in the same world, but it doesn't feel right. It doesn't sound right. Whereas when Chronicles of Riddick came over, and uh, I can't remember the name of the studio that brought it over. I think it's like Star Breeze or something weird like that. Uh, but with that... Um, what they did was actually like, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to bring the guy who plays John's in. We're going to make sure he's the voice actor. He's our he's our model scan. We're going to model him after him. Yeah. Uh, Vin Diesel's character will look like Vin Diesel, and, and it's did. Vin Diesel. It's Vin Diesel's voice. So there's none of this like, oh, close but not close enough, or completely wildly different. Right. For the sake of not wanting to do the uncanny, like, well, it's close, but it doesn't quite sound right. Uh, so I appreciated that, and I think that that's probably my go-to answer because I love that world, and I think it's a world that I would like to explore even more, and so I'm hoping that the movies keep going. But as a game, I just think it's really cool because his character and what he's supposed to be, it makes a great stealth game. I mean, yeah. and, and there is some action stuff in there, but it's actually like, to me, the es Escape from Butcher Bay was like my precursor to Dishonored, but without the weird magic abilities, but you know, like, oh, those games the first shadows, person? first person, yes, okay. and they're really fun. I still have it for PS3, but I know you don't have a PS3. No, not anymore. So, uh, I don't know. Great game, though. I really do love it. So, I mean, I don't know if I had to change it. I'm going to think a little bit. So, what's your answer from what you know, like, in your I mind? I think Gravity Rush would be a cool movie. Well, now, that's making a game into a movie. We're talking about making a movie into a game. Oh, yeah. That's right. And then, I don't know why. See, it's a traditional question that's stuck right there. Yeah, it's because um, you've, you've been sheep mentality. Sheep. Get woke. Hashtag woke. No. Um, I think that, honestly, my answer may have already, like, I think the game has already been answered, and that would have been an alien style Ooh, franchise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've gotten that with Alien Isolation. Isolation. And do you and think that the, that's like the pinnacle? Of, like, yeah. I, I say pinnacle. It's the current pinnacle. I think. I think. Then you have things like Alien Colonial Marines, which was awful. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not a good game by any means. So. Um, but I will say that like that's the best you're going to be able to do with that franchise. Um, other than that, though, like I was trying to think real hard on this because I tried not to read these as I as I compiled them all. Um, but yeah, I think Alien is probably the best, the best one I can think of off the top of my head. Um, okay, I have to kind of twist it because I'm not a big movie person. I never really have been. And I think that a lot of the movies that I would even like, a lot of the movies I do watch don't really make great games, to be just dead honest. Um, well, see, all mine keep going back to horror. 
But what I think would be really cool, and to be, it's one of those things though, where as soon as they did it, it would be handled so wrong. But I'm gonna switch the question over a little bit, uh, Liam, since I've already answered the movie side of it. Technically, it's already been done. But if we're talking about things that have not been done, at least in the, in this real extent. I'm going to go to shows and I would really like to see a really, really well handled and respectfully handled and someone who appreciates the IP for what it is, go and make an avatar game uh, and not avatar, the movie from James Cameron, but avatar, the last airbender and uh, Korra, uh, the legend of Korra. So that avatar series, the Nickelodeon series, I think that those would make really fun mechanically, like mechanically driven games. You have a class set up to where you actually can be like, okay, I want to do earth bending and that gives me this move set and maybe I'll be a tank or whatever. Yeah. Or, or, that's, that's and you know, that can be, of. you know, and honestly it sounds weird. I would really like an MMO in that. But I would also would just take cool. a character action game where you get to choose your character and play around it, like almost like an RPG. I think yeah. that'd be really cool. And I think that the world is interesting enough that you'd be able to pull stuff off like that. And so it would make, I do think that there's really cool ways to work MMO stuff into that. Definitely if you kept it like real time, you make a combo while you're fighting like a DCUO did. I think that'd be a way to make that game really cool where every button press is an actual kick. Like you're basically playing an action fighting game, but right. happens to be online against other players. So I think that's my answer. Uh, um, why don't you go ahead and read the next one? I would skip that one. Cause I'd put two Liam's in a row. The next time I'll compile these, I'm going to, I'm going to change up. A yeah. Little bit. God. But Hey, we're going to go to the next best thing, which is Liam's brother. Josh. Uh, Josh Shoop ask the dreaded question, graphic Shite content podcasters. and games. At what point do you think developers are crossing the line when it comes to graphic stuff and games, be it violence, nudity, sex, in general, is there a game that you guys simply could not play because it was too graphic? Uh, nope. No. Uh, I will say that what, what I draw the line at is um, like games like uh, Postal and like oh, what was that other one called? That was the Hatred. PC game, Hatred. Like why? Like, I get like they're now, probably fun. Maybe why? But to be dead honest, I didn't play them because of that. I played them because the game. I didn't play them because the gameplay style of them doesn't fit the my, what I think would be fun. Yeah. So it's not about the mindless because if you want to talk about that, regardless of just how brutal they're doing, and I get he's saying like. You know, he's saying graphic content in terms of like it's real heavy, but you know, you can pull that graphic content argument into anything. You can play Grand Theft Auto in a very, very oh, violent, no, graphic, yeah, right. terrible way. I agree. You can run around like, you know, Big Seth always had his thing about uh, he would get to playing Skyrim and he would start running around and killing everybody and he'd feel bad, so he'd turn it off and not play it for a while because he was like, the, the power trip yeah. is what makes it fun for me. Well, he's like, and I don't think that that's healthy. Well, and the thing is, is like when you, when you make a game to be edgy, just to be edgy like that, it's something I don't support. I, I, I don't, I don't support it for that either, but that's just because I think it's. It's dumb. I think it's bad uh, inspiration for a game, personally. But I do right. believe in a free market. If you want to make the game and it's then flop go for because it. yeah. people don't, that's not what people are looking for, then go for it. I, I'll draw the line, though. Like I won't play a game in which you like rape somebody, and then you are in control of that rape. I think that would be like something that I think would be off-putting to me. I do think that they're, they're, that's where a line would be, but I would find it so hard to even imagine that that game exists. No, right. That game would never exist. I mean, I, I think people know that, yes, there may be some weird people that buy it. It's, it's my brother, don't worry about oh. it. There may be some weird people who buy it, but I mean, to be dead honest, it wouldn't do well. It would be, it would honestly be a waste of time and resources unless you just went real stupidly skim with it, which I'm sure someone might do just as a... Or like a hentai style game, which, you know, Liam, hit me up. I know you have some, <laughs> some recommendations. Um, maybe not. But no, that's kind of where I am. I mean, and actually, you know, it's he's talking about sex and stuff like that, you know. I mean, in the God of War games, it was always handled very crudely, but I mean, it was honestly, it, it felt like it fit Kratos, and I thought it was an interesting, at least, game mechanic to try and get more of your orbs. And it was something you did not have to take part in um you could actually actively avoid it unless you looked for it normally yeah. you didn't just stumble across it most of the times unless you're just a you know explorative player but i actually would like to see more games handle sex and um and nudity in a more mature way 
just because I think you see a lot of games handled in a way that's not just saying, oh, well, I think it's so scared. strict, but like games like The Witcher actually handle romantic relationships very well. Well, I think they're scared, to be honest. I think that since gaming has been such a negative light uh, in a lot of political arguments lately is that nobody wants to touch that kind of almost controversial. Yeah, but then you get people who do it and they do it so well that I think that that's okay. And I mean, and yeah, there's some scenes that I'm still like, I don't know why it's in there. Like, I love Heavy Rain. There's a very awkward sex scene in that. And some of it comes down to the technology used because the scene itself, the way it's set up, um, actually makes sense uh, in terms of like, and it feels right, but it looks so weird because of the way they do it. And like, he's taking off the shirt, but the shirt's like stiff still because this is the early PS3 game. Yeah. And it was, uh, you know, or I say early, but 2010, early enough. Uh, and while it looked great at the time, it, it was awkward because of that. Now, there is a scene early in the game where Madison is like having these weird, and I think that I do somewhat understand it because it's like she's having sleep paranoia because she's. She's having like weird dreams because she's not getting sleep right, and like she's it's keeping her up. So she's kind of like hallucinating, imagining weird things, and she's taking a shower, and you see her nude, uh, and then like these people come in and bust in and go and get her. And that's not really a spoiler, but because it means it's the very first thing you do with her. Uh, but my point being, in the game, it is unnecessary, but at the same time, I think it's trying to say like this is how mentally unstable she is because of this, right? Because paranoia. of her being so sleep deprived that she's paranoid and she's actually imagining real world situations that could happen do we need to see it not necessarily but i think it's important and it's funny that he asked this because going off of another game from quantic dream that question got really asked when people were talking about detroit and the scene about uh domestic abuse see, um, that's something, which i actually and, and child when it's abuse, on, when it's on that, tv and I in the movies stop talking about it in games because it's the same thing um, well yeah and i think the thing is is that a, we're not playing the father. We're not beating the child. We're yeah. not. We're not committing the act. We're if anything, you're it. actually stepping in. Yeah. I guess you could choose to neglect a child because the game is about choice. But you know, even if it's choosing to neglect, it's because you're fearing for your own life or something. It's one of those things where, yeah, maybe I do think that it's a higher road of do everything you can to try and help this kid who has no say about it. But it's a game about choice, and I think that these are things that need to be explored in games. And I, I constantly talk about it. I like when games try and choose more dark and interesting subject matters that are things that choose to go a path that makes you be a little more heavy and like, okay, I've really got to think about what's going on here. And this is not necessarily common for video games. I like when games go that route. Right, and that's why I'm really hoping that Shadow of the Tomb Raider takes a route with its whole trying to take on the dark lore, like I was talking about. I hope they're trying to say something with that and explore a dark theme with that. That they're going to try and come out where you learn something because of it. And if they don't, and it's just she's dark for the sake of being dark, that's a disappointment. Right. So I mean, that's that's kind of where I stand. I I don't think that games can necessarily be too graphic. Because I mean, you've seen things like God of War and stuff where you're ripping. I mean, like you rip. I mean, there's sex scenes in God of War too. Crap like that, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, not in this new God of War, but like in the old. Yeah, in the older series. So I mean, um, so yeah, yeah, it's good question though. Good question. It's like uh, the only thing that I don't, I don't want to see in anything really. It's just rape, and that's just not something you should ever have in in media. Like in my opinion, because it's it's well, where you're raping? Because I mean, I will say there's there's a scene, first person, there's a scene in a certain Sony exclusive that I know that we both love that you always play in the winter, and that's enough of a hint for those of y'all. Oh yeah, no, listening. That right there is probably the closest to a rape video game. Great scene and important because I do think it's it's very important to the character development. Which is something which is something I may not agree on, but we'll see in the second one. Um, sure. We have another question here from Dan, from another fellow PlayStation podcast, Square XO, that uh, operates out of the UK. There are some super oddball games in the 16-bit era I remember growing up. Cool Spot, Zool, Global Gladiators. Do you fondly remember any weird or wonderful gaming IP that's been long forgotten? I definitely have never heard of any of those. Okay, so long forgotten is an interesting thing because a lot of the things I like have been long forgotten and you've not seen any kind of a new entry in in a long time. 
but I talked about it early on, a game that I just love, and some of it's nostalgia, and some of it's, I think, I think it's a very odd game that you would never see someone make now, but the Genesis, well, like you said, they're quirky and weird. Boogerman. See, no. I'm and thinking, I love Boogerman. I'm thinking of another Genesis game. I mean, what would you... And it's a platformer, but it's not Toe Jam and Earl. Earthworm Jim? Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim. Loved great. it. But I, again, I wouldn't say that's necessarily long forgotten, but... I, I would. I've not it, heard it's that one name of those things, you in know. gaming media in a long time. But he's in oddball games, and I think that's one of those things. There was a lot of weird games, like uh, the whole Chuck Rock series was like you played those the caveman just ran through. Ideas were just like whatever you could spit out and make a quick game out of, they were cool with. And I think that was a good idea, like letting people just make very odd games. Uh, the Beavis and Butthead game was very weird, but it was fun in its own little weird this way. The South Park game for Nintendo 64 was pretty cool. Very odd. I mean, I think that, you know, even then, a lot of these things ended up getting, because there is a uniqueness to them, a lot of the ones that I actually remember very fondly are ones that tend to be uh, still somehow around in the limelight or at least have a cult following. Like, I think the, uh, the Oddworld games are great. Uh, Abe's yeah. Odyssey and Abe's Exodus are both really good games. I well, didn't think Munch's Odyssey was quite as good. That's the Xbox exclusive. Uh, that wasn't well, it? it was, and that and they came back over to PlayStation. Uh, and then Stranger's Wrath was great. I mean, Stranger's Wrath is a fantastic game, and it took a lot of weird uh, mechanic ideas that I still wish we would see again today, and made a really fun game with a really cool story. So I mean, yeah, there's some oddball games, but I think Boogerman is just one of those ones where you see it, you're like, actually, who have, would make Boogerman? I have now? one. Indie games get a little bit more like you know you see oddball stuff now like uh, Enter the Gungeon where it's just a bunch of gun hey, humor. I love that. Again. Oh, I love it too. So um, Adam's still going Family strong. for Super Nintendo. Oh my god! Yeah, that's a good game. I do remember or Jurassic that. Park for Super Nintendo. I mean, they're not exactly lower like like no unknown titles. Sure. In terms of franchises, but um, those games were great. Uh, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and pick the next question? We have a, we have a, only a couple left, about six. Okay, I want to bounce back to Liam real quick, and he says, a lot of devs are showing support for God of War. Can you think of an exclusive game on Nintendo or Xbox that has received as much attention? He says he personally can't. I mean, uh, honestly, because of Forza. where... I, I'm just going to say, because of where my allegiances lie and it's not like a oh xbox sucks kind of allegiance but i mean i'm just really ingrained in the playstation uh, ecosystem and we talk about that a lot um i keep an eye on xbox because there's a lot of games that uh, are there's been a lot of games or enough games throughout the uh, generation that i've been curious in so i keep an eye on it just to kind of see one of the games i've yet to get to because i've heard mixed things that i still want to try is a uh, record um oh no don't try that yeah, I, but no, I like waste of money. Uh, we'll see. I, I like the uh, and I can't think of his name right now, but he was the creator of Soul Sacrifice, and I like his game, so I at least want to try it. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah, the guy who made that was the creator of Soul Sacrifice. I could be I, wrong. No, fix I'll me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Mega Man. Yeah, that's I, the same guy who made Soul Sacrifice. Yes. Never mind. Hold on. Never mind. Ha <laughs> ha. Never mind. Think about somebody else. I was thinking of Salt and Sanctuary. <laughs> I was like, no. Oh, uh, Scott Studios or whatever. Yeah. I was um, like, that's not the same people. No, not the same. No, people. but yeah, now that now, uh, okay, so but yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't honestly. I mean, I, th- I know that Uncharted got a lot too. It's interesting because a lot of them are that, but I mean, I will say right now, the climate between studios is great. I mean, um, where you know, it's and now it wasn't just studio after studio like you're seeing with uh, God of War, but I will say, uh, when Remedy came out with uh, Quantum Break or whatever. 
Yeah, Quantum oh, Break. Yeah, that, that um, I like that game. I, I thought it was really good. And he, the uh, and I can't remember the guy's name, the developer from Remedy. I do know it. I just can't think of it right now. But him and Neil were both like sharing each other and being like, he picked up Uncharted and was like, can't wait to play this. And then Neil sent back like, I can't wait to play Quantum Break uh, and see what fantastic work you did. And it was a nice, you know, kind of little civil discussion between technically at the time. I mean, they're opposing in a sense, but not really because right. the competition is more from the business side, not from the development side. I so, I mean, that was cool. I can't think, I mean, one one of the only ones I can really think of would be um, Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, no, definitely. And I guess by that extent, even though I didn't pay as near as much attention, maybe Super Mario Odyssey? Or Mario Odyssey, whatever. Now, if called. you're talking about the attention to detail into the game that Dev puts in, then both of those games are. Well, are yeah, but he's there. saying like Dev showing support for the game. No, no, I know. So, I mean, and, those, and typically, like with Nintendo, you don't te- te- typically have updates and stuff like that in terms of development support. Uh, so that's almost a hard question to answer, but and any, I think some of it. Go ahead. Sorry, no, I was going to say any major IP that Nintendo puts out, such as Pokemon, Zelda, Mario. They're they're four name big name brands. Sure, um, is going to pretty much have that in my opinion. Even though uh, Breath of the Wild's scores were definitely overhyped for what the game was, it's still. You can't deny it's still not a it's still not a bad game. And no, the, the it's development. Not. And you know, I, I talk well. mess in the game every now and then. Like, I, in the Discord, I was doing it to mess with you, but I mean, like one of the Would biggest things. That? I guess you didn't see it. You were talking about Yonder and being I was like, yeah, as long as it doesn't have that trash Zelda Breath of the Wild sword breaking and attempt at trying to be, you know, selling it as a big, important story that comes off falling flat. Oh. And, uh, but uh, I was just messing I with you. I would have just bought anyway. out Shadow of the Colossus at that point. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It's still like they're basically the same um, game. Yeah, but one was, made, one was made on PS2, rightfully so. No, no, but I Breath know. of the Wild should have been a PS2 game. <laughs> no, okay, let's go ahead and move on before you make me mad. <laughs> No, okay. Anyway, I that's I will say though. I think part of why God of War got so much attention and so much uh, extra support from other developers is I think people saw what they were doing was pretty risky. You're taking a known franchise that is loved for a specific reason, reason, and flipping everything about the series on its head. And I do think that a lot of developers were like, "Oh man, what a scary situation to put yourself in," and they pulled it yeah. off like. Congratulations, guys! Not only did you For do sure. it and had the balls to do it, but you put it out and everybody's loving it. So you have done you, what like, many of us consider to be like the fearful, very hard, impossible thing. And I think a lot of devs, you know, definitely ones that are used to working under a certain publisher uh, or uh, manufacturer like Microsoft, they're scared to do things like that because there's a chance that you completely flop and ruin a franchise, and it's on your shoulders. And there's even the the bigger fear of doing something like that and then actually them closing the studio down. And that's one of those things. I don't necessarily think that I would see Microsoft let something so possibly crazy happen to something like Halo. Uh, oh, let's let's see if they show another car at this year's E3. Man, y'all better watch me uh, live stream that because if they show another car, I'm just going to quit right then. All right, Blake. It's your time, buddy. Get on the Discord. Tell Saul if you, if you watch this. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. He doesn't think this, the car was a big deal, which I don't think either. I just think they spent too much time like, on it. Yeah, no, they did. Now, uh, a second year in a row becomes an issue, in my opinion, actually. No, I, do, they, I do think there's something I, th- there. I think that there was too much time spent on the car. But then again, they did show off Metro and stuff that other people did not get. The overall conference for Microsoft last year wasn't was, bad. It was honestly as paced. bad. I was going to say it, it was as good as almost almost as good as Sony's. Without the car part and but a little Sony's, bit more stuff. Sony's was paced better, in my opinion. No, yeah, definitely But Sony was. just had weaker stuff to show because it was stuff we'd already seen. Right. Or, so it was, it was one of those things. Yeah. Too, too much of a little big of a, a bigger VR part than I would have liked. Sure. Um, but uh, we have a question from Shoko. What is the furthest you've ever gone out of your way for a Platinum? And in the same vein, what Platinum took you the longest to get? Uh, I can answer this question really easily. Um, sound Shapes, for one, is the one that was the hardest. It took me the... 
it, it was the one that I deleted the game and then reinstalled it, and then I kept making myself get through to get. Um, but the longest was probably Bloodborne, uh, just because it took me a, a year and a half to get. Or so, two and a half years. Uh, and it did not, and it wasn't playing that game constantly or whatever. It's just the, the time and crap you have to put into it. It's the same thing with Dark Souls 3, in which there's some things you, if you just mess up or you miss, then um, well, hello to another playthrough. Yeah. It's, just, yeah. it's absolutely ridiculous. So mine's a little different because, I mean, one of them is, I've already talked about, but in terms of the furthest I've gone out of my way to get a platinum, I don't tend to go out of my way to get a platinum if I think the platinum is going to be a. a, a a hassle, which is funny because Shoko asked this, and I'm sure in his mind this question was somewhat fueled by the fact that he is like losing his mind over trying to get these crowns to get the Monster Hunter World Platinum. But the thing about that is, that's why I love Monster Hunter World, and even though I'm not going back and beat it, I do very much intend to. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm almost done with Seasons After Fall, which is really good, by the way. Um, and then I'm gonna hop back in and try and beat it and have a little more fun with it. Uh, but I looked at the trophy list for it, and I was like, it would be great to have the Platinum for this game, but it's going to be stressful, and I'm not going to enjoy playing it. It's going to take it out of what I would normally want to do. Whereas God of War, I'm like, yeah, maybe I wouldn't normally play everything on the side, but it's fun enough, and the gameplay is fun enough, and I do, I'm do. i curious to see what happens, and it's not that hard, so I'm not that's, going out of my way. That's why I've stopped it's just giving myself. It's giving me a, an excuse to do these things and, and enjoy them and yeah. also get something else that I enjoy out of it, which is the Platinum. So. That's my thing. I don't tend to play... If I had to say the one that I've gone the most out of my way for, and it's been this year, actually, uh, Shadow of the Colossus. As much as I love that Ugh. game, Excuse replaying me. it as many times as it took because the game was not clear that I had to do the time trials on on the same save file, and that's not how it was on the original game. I mean, I was unaware that you could even do that. Uh, that made me mad, and it added extra playthroughs. It shouldn't because I had two saves with different health meters and stuff that would have gone up if I would have all been on one save and known that you could do that. Uh, but that's the farthest I could say I've gone out of my way. And even then, I still enjoyed it, and I actually liked to do it. It's just that if I would have had to do one more playthrough, it probably would have been like, the, I, I can't. I'm just done. Right. Uh, but the one that's taken me the longest, and I've answered the question a couple times, uh, is uh, Terraria. And Terraria took me four and a half years from the moment I got my first trophy to the moment I got the Platinum. And that was because I loved the game so much that every time uh, that I would be playing with somebody and they quit playing it, I would grind my way up to the edge and I'd be like, I'm about to Platinum it. I can do all these things now. I'm getting to the area where I can really start nailing, you know, grinding it down and enjoy doing so. Then somebody else would come along and be like, oh, I want to play it with you. And I'm like, ah, it feels wrong to rob them of the experience of starting so from restart. the beginning. Yeah. So I would restart the whole thing and play with them. Speaking of which, if you want to play Terraria, Terraria, we will definitely restart a new game and I'll play. Dude, Sean honestly, said I, he was down. So that's, I, I may be down for that. That's four people. Is so fun. They, and they added, and they added Moon Lord. They yeah. added a couple other things, so we could actually do it all from the beginning again. I would love it. It would give me a refresher course. Um, to answer a joke question, Liam wants to know if Tool re- will release an album this year. I'm not a fan of Tool, so Brett, take uh, it over. I'm going to give you the the very clear. Definitely now. It's funny that he asked this before I even think that this is like really really talked about. But maybe I can't remember. I don't follow them near as much. But a perfect circle have a new album. Uh, I think the Tool album is looking even less likely to be this year. But who knows? Because I think the more important question is: Will System of a Down release an album this year? When they say they will, I hope um, so. And I hope it's good. Both are very interesting questions, and I don't quite know the answer to them. So, uh, good question. Go ahead and pick another one. Another joke question, just to throw that out there, is uh, from Josh Hoop again, and it says, "What would you guys say is the best record by Pantera, and why is it the Great Southern Trend Kill?" I'm gonna go out right now and tell you, like I've told Liam, I'm not a big Pantera fan. I actually think hey. they're a very overrated band. But with that being said, and I know that y'all love them. 
I'm not trying to hurt feelings. I do think that The Great Southern Trigger Hill is their best album, and I will even say that it is a great album. I enjoy it because it goes so far away from the traditional Pantera sound, and it goes way closer to what is, funnily enough, uh, what Dimebag ended up going to when he left. It goes closer, but still a little different, to the Damage Plan sound. And I actually like the album because it pulls away from this very almost classic rock vibe. Because like songs like Cemetery Gates are okay songs, uh, but they just they fall towards the same thing that Bullet for My Valentine does, where it's like a cool song and then it just goes super classic rocky for a second. You're I like I feel like that's that. so weird. Yeah, uh, I've never been a big fan of them. People act like they're so heavy, but I mean I never thought they were that crazy or that heavy or that dark or that brutal. And they're just a bunch of. Would oh. you would you say Lamb of God is heavier? Lamb of God? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. I've had, I've had that argument with people before. But at the same time, I don't know. I mean, Pantera is a weird band, and music's such a hard thing to talk about. It's like, well, maybe you do think it's heavier, but in my opinion, they're not. But Great Southern Trinkill, great album, has probably the best consistency of any other albums, and that's part of why I enjoy it. I am a fan when I listen to music of listening to an entire album. Yeah. Uh, and that's the way I do it. I turn it on weird. and on. If I can't listen to the album from start to finish, it automatically loses some points in my mind because I do not want to look for a song. When I turn on an album, I just want to start the album and go. Nah. And I will eventually get to that song. And I can, when I listen to music in my mind, because I always listen to it in the album, you listen to I always know what the next song is going to be because no. it's almost like one piece. So uh, Great Southern Trim Kill, shout out. Good, good I, I don't album. dislike Pantera. 13 Steps, just, awesome song. I, don't, I just don't listen Drag to Drag the Waters. Oh, boy. Cowboy from Hell. Cowboy from Hell is not on that album. No, I know. I'm just I'm naming off songs. Oh, I'm talking about songs specifically. Great songs. No, I know. I, I'm very I'm, good. I don't. I don't know what it is. I just. I don't listen to them, but I'm not. I don't hate them. Hey, like, I don't dislike their another music. Desert Island question. Yeah, I know. That's what I was actually going to ask you. We should answer next. Uh, next, um, Blake. He asked if we are stranded on a desert island with a book, a video game, and a movie. Which three would you choose? And I already know the answer to this. I similar, think I got it too. Similar to the. Uh, this is perfect <laughs> for the last week's episode. Um, but I'm definitely going to pick. Persona 5, because it's not only going to act as a book, but a soundtrack. So, or a movie, or a game, but a soundtrack, too. So, I kind of cheat there. I got you. Um, movie would be Shawshank Redemption. And then the, I knew it. <laughs> and then the book would be uh, House of Leaves. Okay, I'm going to go uh, a little bit different. And, man, the hardest part is going to be choosing, because the, my favorite book series is, is a very odd one. Uh, but, you is know. Harry Potter? Uh, no, I say odd, because it's just that... What I, the reason I love it so much is the entirety of the thing coming together, and they're very they're much smaller books, which is part oh, of why I like them. I they're digestible, huh? I know what it is. Oh, I know you do. Uh, but my my game, um, game. Or movie I do or agree book? with you because soundtrack is very important in there, right? But here's the thing: I'm standing on an island. How are these things going to work anyway? But let's just suspend disbelief. I'll, I'll like pause we did, it. Like we did last episode, video game. Because of soundtrack and because of gameplay and because of everything about it, I am going to go back and do what I disappointed myself in last time, which is near Automata. Yeah, there you go. Covers all my bases. Uh, and for the movie, it's really hard to choose. But I think I'm going Forrest Gump. And the reason is, oh my God. Forrest Gump has the perfect blend of everything you can want. It's funny in certain parts. It's dramatic in certain parts. And, I mean, it, it's just one of those things that rides the line so well that I think one of the only other movies... If I, And we're talking about watching it again and again. I should have said Castaway. Castaway is another good one. but Not just for the location. Yeah, yeah, because you're on a desert island. <laughs> Persona would have been my Wilson. Uh, but I, I'm going to stick with that. But there is a lot of in my mind... The new guy because there's just like a, that's like a guilty pleasure movie for me. It's so funny to watch again and again. Or Joe Dirt. Those are like my three because Joe Dirt is another one of those movies that is sad in some moments. And it, Joe Dirt is the more comedy driven Forrest Gump to me. So I mean, yeah, 
Kind of. That's just how I am. Uh, I guess with it. But yeah, then my uh, book is going to be any book. I'll say from Lemony Snicket. From the Lemony Snicket series of unfortunate events. House of Leaves is a really good book. Uh, if you guys are interested, it's very hard to read in a way. Uh, I won't spoil, but it's a really, really good. It's a it's, it's a horror book in a way. And I'll tell you right now that you may open up a page and you may find stuff written upside down randomly. It's just a good book. A substitute book, if I had to choose one, would be Brisinger. Isn't that the Aragon third moot book? Yep. Or the second book? Second book. No, Eldest is the second book, isn't it? Yeah, yes. Yeah. No, no. Aragon, Eldest, Brisinger. Maybe. I can't remember now, honestly. I'm fairly certain that is what it is. I should Those know are, because of how it finalizes the story, but to be fair, I haven't read that book I'm going to say Brisinger's something controversial. Good. Like Me and Annie have been watching the Harry Potter movies, and I've said it to you before personally. I, I still think that Harry Potter is a great book series, but man, do the hardcore fans of that show just not know how to grow out of a series. Aragon is another perfect example of a good book series, but you grow out of it. That's what all like the Harry Potter things should have done, in my opinion. Sure. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not harping on the books by any means. I love the books and I love the movies. It's just, man, there are a lot of better books out there to read too. Um, why don't you go ahead and pick the next question though? I do. Our, I do like one. Our main man, Don, aka Champion of Ash, ask: Do you think window washers just like Spider Man because they have to clean up his webs? LMAO is as what else he says. Um, yeah. For those that don't <laughs> know, uh, most if not all the Spider Man in the comics, except like three variants or four variants uh all of their webs contain a chemical that dissolve uh, so that's after, going towards the spider-man that ha- that the spider-man character the spider-man by that plural sense of uh, the takes on him as a character that build their own web which is the original one. which is yeah I know, and that's uh i oh, like the original three. i actually do really really like i don't know if it's the original to be fair but i know it's the most common well i, I should say i should thing. say the original amazing spider-man because i think the original had the actual from the wrist but I now can't. what i like about the sam raimi movies and the few takes on, and what i actually like about sam raimi movies is it takes stuff from almost a lot of the books and kind of compiles it to make its own all three of them uh, which great. is cool i don't care what anybody says the third one is a good movie third one's a, it's an okay movie but it's probably still the weakest one in the whole trilogy oh, no, even though is. everybody wants to complain movie. about peter walking the, down the street i thought that that was hilarious. It was a f- good sense of pace, and it was the third. The third Spider-Man movie made by Sam Raimi is better than the first two Thor movies made by Marvel combined. I will agree, and that's I know that's controversial. I'll go ahead and say it's agree. better than the first two Thor movies, The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton and Ant-Man combined. It's it's those are all the gra- garbage like Marvel movies. Get them out of here. All right, all right, uh, yeah, but I will say that I like the wrist a lot because I think the wrist is like a to me. If you're going to give somebody powers, right? If you can, if you're, if these powers, I'm actually give you the ability to cling to the wall and all these weird things that you shouldn't be able to do anyway, right? Why would you not also get the ability to naturally shoot web? Really, really think about it. Well, I'm trying to think like it's been so such a long, long time since I read the Spider-Man comics, and I I can't even think about going back to the animated cartoon um, on how it was done and who did it first, and then what order it was in terms of coming out first. That I, I I cannot think about it, but I will say that a majority of them, if not over half of them, I'll say all had dissolving web. Yeah, so, I, I knew that there was something about that, but I do think that the idea is wrong. Funny, if Those nothing else, comic book fans, correct me if I am. Um, but it's, like I said, it's been such a long time. I gotta go back on the question real quick because you know I'm super indecisive when you try and give me ultimatums. Oh, no. I've, I've got a book and it's one book, and that that helps. Because while it's part of an overarching series, it's the only one that's a full book, and they actually read out into a book. It's uh, Coen Camaria, oh, okay. uh, The Amory Wars, technically, but the book is Year of the Black Rainbow. 
awesome book. That was a good album. Awesome album. Yeah. And the book, when you know what the album is talking about and you listen to the album before you read the book, it is so amazing. Wait, it's you, so good. You're supposed to listen to the album before you read the book? No, no, no. They're they're in conjunction. Oh, okay. The book is of the album, but it, it's everything that happens in the album just blown out to where you completely understand every bit of the context, and my God. See, I need to start somewhere Does it make series. the album so much better when you listen? You're like, oh, that's cool. That happens with all Cody stuff, to be fair. When you read oh, the yeah. graphic novels and you go back and you're like, oh my God, I didn't think, I didn't realize that that's what the lyric was talking about. It's really cool. I've always told myself I'm going to read those. And, like, it's so, I've got them. It's you can ridiculously them. expensive to own them, which is The only sad. one I don't have is Year of the Black Rainbow. It's really hard to find. That's what I want because that's one of my favorite The hardback? Con- like, yeah. Contrary to most popular opinions. A there. lot of people hate that album. No, I, I, know. I, I know. I like that album a lot. Um, we have Shoko with another question. What Monster Hunter do you, or what Monster Hunter World monster do you hate having a fight and what is your favorite? I think we all can agree that, uh, well, I was going to say, maybe we can't. I think I, I can hate, agree. I hate Kieran to fight. Kieran is a butt. Yeah, that is the worst monster to fight. But I, if we want to talk about the ones that are more likely to come out and just uh, make you so you, mad. I know you're going to say basil geese, and that's, basil my, geese. that's my favorite monster to fight. Oh. And I'll tell you why. It's because that once I got uh, the fully upgraded ice bow, uh, and I can't think of the name of it right now. Uh, it's not the Toby Kodachi bow. It's I can't even think of I haven't played Monster Hunter in a in a, week, in a couple weeks. Which one was uh, Ice after that? Toby Kadashi's Lightning. First off, okay, I'm but the uh, Legiana was Ice, and it, it, needed, it needed like a Legiana and a Wyvern gem to make. I think, or or maybe it was the Wyvern gem to make the second to best, and then the Legiana gem. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, like once you get that, and like if you're get, good with the bow, like he's butter. Your I'm sure. I didn't are, deal with a lot of ice nice. stuff, so that's probably why he yeah, was so easy. I loved or him. fun for you. He was just annoying for me. That's how I got my full set of Basil Geese armor for my greatsword set, which I went back and played to get the Dante armor. Man, does that feel weak now all of a sudden? <laughs> I feel like I was not doing any damage to ancient ass. Or I was. I was doing 500 damage per crits, but it was just like, this does not feel like enough. Oh, okay. Uh, going back to music real quick, because there's one that we actually forgot to put on here, but oh, I hey, remember hey, it. Hey, hey, what, what's your... Well, oh, I guess you. I said basil keys. Okay, so Kira and basil keys. Sure, but basil keys more because basil keys well, can come out of nowhere. Fight? Oh, what's well, my favorite? My bad. Uh, my favorite to fight, honestly, been a little while since I played. Which one do I really think is the most Anginath. fun mechanically? I'll say Anjanath honestly is really fun to fight. Uh, Anjanath is for even from like a just ugh. because it's such a, such oh. a simple fight. I'll tell you who is annoying though. Not my not my least favorite, but the uh, the weird puff bat. Uh, uh, Pamalanu? Pa, 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 no, I can't remember the name of it. Pamelo, whatever. Palamo, 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 Pamela Anderson. Yeah, Pamela Anderson. They both get really bloaty. Pam Emu Lynn. <laughs> it's an Emu Pamela Anderson. Uh, but I don't know. My favorite oh, is still really hard to think. I'm oh, trying crazy. to think I of what so I really think game. is the most fun for that area. I don't know. I, a lot of people hate like it. Giannis, fun. I liked I liked Odogaron. The fire one in no. the pit? You I thought have, it was you, fun. You can have them. Uh, anyway, the one no. that we forgot to put on here, but thankfully I remember, is... Oh, yeah, Sean. Uh, Sean Neo, my boy, asked, what album have we been listening to this past week or lately, uh, and what song is stuck in our head? Uh, I'm going to give you a couple because, I, like I say, I'm an album person. It's where my thing goes. So when I listen, it's not like a song. It's like the one long song. Uh, what I've been listening to a lot this week is uh, me coming back around because she released a new song is Meg Myers, uh, mm-hmm. and the album is called Sorry. Uh, really good album. Love it. I love her. She's got a really interesting thing. She does a lot of weird vocal uh, melodies by breaking up words and doing odd things with it, but I really like it. It gives her a unique flair. Uh, and shout out to... I'm going to say 
the other one I'm going to shout out, I'm only going to do two, is uh, The Love You Let Too Close by uh, Thousand Below. Uh, newer album, just came out last year. Uh, really good, though. I love it. Um, one of my favorite like uh, you know debut albums from somebody in recent years. Really cool. Got some Under Oath vibes from the earlier Under Oath that I like in certain songs, but also goes pretty heavy in certain songs. So that's mine. And the song that's stuck in my head this week, it's going to sound really weird that this is what's stuck in my head, uh, is R. Kelly's remix. Oh, my gosh. And I don't know how what? it happened. Um, I'm not sure at all how it happened, actually, but... Yeah, it's been stuck in my head like four days now. I'm making sure I did not just rip my mic out. Chris, stop oh, popping out the stretch navigator. Anyway, there you go. Uh, That's for y'all. <laughs> I've been listening to a combination of Childish Gambino, and no, not the newer album, but uh, Because Internet, uh, with a mixture of... Um, You've been listening to that new Dance Gavin Dance Boy? Yeah, that's the song that stuck on my head. The new Dance Gavin Dance song, Midnight Crusade, is a really good song. Uh, what was the other? Uh, Actually, you know what? I'm going to tell you that Midnight Crusade had the best first impression I've ever gotten from a Dance Gavin Dance song. Really? Yes. Actually, you know, it's I know it's a good song when Michael texts me like, hey man, have you heard the new Dance Gavin Dance song? I'm like, I didn't know he liked Dance Gavin Dance. Yeah. Or like, at least now. I knew we jammed to it back in the day. Um, oh man, why can I not think of the band? Uh, it's uh, somebody... Is it somebody I know? Uh, potentially, I gotta remember what it is first, because <laughs> it's something that I have been listening to. Get a little elevator music going here. Making sure I don't pass it. Maybe I can pass it. Man, this is going to be annoying for like people. Oh, balance and composure. I was like, hey, man, what is go. it? Uh, I'm pretty sure I was like, I'm running out of places to go with my elevator music, man. I wasn't doing good elevator music anyway. It's well, supposed I, to be a little more jazzy. Yeah, like I, I kept wanting to say, um, uh, oh my gosh, now I forgot the other name. The boy who blocked his own shot. Brand new. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not a big, I, big, I a big brand new fan, so you wouldn't have no, gotten I, that out of me love, by giving that song name. But no, I love brand new and I love Balance and Composure. But for whatever reason, I mix them up a lot in terms of names. I got you. Balance and Composure are actually pretty all right. No, yeah, they're really. Good. I haven't just dove, dove into them really hard, but I do like them. So there you go, boy. I would really like to know. Cause you, you shared one song that you said you and your, I think you said wife or fiance, well, one of the two, which is crazy uh, because Liam getting said the same song that him and his wife were stuck on too. In the Discord. It was the same song. I, I forgot what it is. It's a, it's a poppy song, I think. That's weird. Okay. But all right. Uh, Mr. Dan Groobs, or Grubs. You know, I've never actually asked him how to say his name. My, toxic my Gecko. initial thing is Groobs, but it's probably Grubs. But yeah, Toxic Gecko asks, what's the coolest place you've ever visited? What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Really, really cool places. Uh, I mean, really cool question. Um, the coolest place I've ever visited... Because honestly, I, I sadly have just not gotten to travel a whole lot in my life, and I really want to go out of town. I, I really want to go out of the country. That's like one of my biggest things eventually in life. But I think one of the things I've had the most fun at uh, overall, I'm actually that's one of the weird things where I consider us really lucky um, to live in Arkansas because Arkansas is really pretty in a natural way. Uh, there's a place here that's actually run. It's like a big wildlife preservation kind of like. Uh, also they use it for colleges for kids who are doing, you know, study of plants and whatnot to go through and kind of see, they plant, they put a lot of stuff in there and label it and market and you can go through a tour and you can hike and all this stuff on it. It's really pretty. Uh, it's called Garvin gardens. Uh, if you look it up, there's really pretty pictures. And uh, I was actually posting in the discord pictures of it because there's a lot of caves and waterfalls. It's really pretty. Uh, I like that place a lot, but probably the coolest place outside of that I've actually gotten to visit is Hawaii. 
Uh, and I'm really lucky. I was born in Hawaii, so I went back there as part of my graduation slash uh, slash 18th birthday present, uh, which was cool. So, um, weirdest thing? thing I've ever eaten. Yeah, I was like, weirdest thing. I'm gonna give time on that. You, what, what's your coolest place you've ever been to? So uh, I think I think you've traveled a little more than the I have. weirdest thing I've ever eaten is probably fried Kool Aid. Uh, <laughs> okay, weird it answer. wasn't like super bad tasting, but it was pretty much what you expect. I'm pretty sure they just. I know my answer for ball. weirdest thing actually now, but go ahead. They rolled a ball full of like uh, powdered Kool Aid in the batter, and then they fried it, and it was tasted uh, weird. Uh, Powdery, like kind of chalky. It's okay, like you know those. No, or does, when it fries, does some of the grease get in no, and kind of clump it? Oh, I was gonna say you don't eat Chinese food a lot, but have you ever had? A uh, long time. No, uh, sweet donuts. They're called so many things: sweet cake or not sweet cake, uh, round cakes, uh, sweet donuts. They're called so many places at buffets. They're just that circular piece of bread with sugar all over it. That's really like crumbly. No, I don't know about that. Uh, I don't know what the real name for those is called because down here it's a lot different. I'm assuming, uh, but. Uh, it tastes similar to those, except like fruit punchy flavor. Okay, um, very odd. But probably the like the the most I don't know special place I've ever been. Um, like Brett, I don't really get to travel a whole whole lot. Uh, I always love going to Dallas, even though it's not really anything special. Uh, yeah. It's always fun. I mean, yeah, Dallas is cool. Florida, Definitely, they're downtown. Florida was pretty fun for being you know eighteen. Even though I, I don't like that trip, looking back on it. See, now. I've been to Florida and that wasn't that fun. No, well, yeah, it was it was cool. Just like. The 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 ocean's overhyped. <laughs> yeah, like I went to Biloxi, Mississippi, and it was okay. But honestly, I, I've had more fun in San Francisco when I was in San Francisco. Well, well, actually, yeah, you said that. I think my favorite place I've ever been is the Ranger Stadium in 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 Dallas, or well, Arlington, I think. Yeah, I think it's Arlington. Um, I'm not a big sports person, so I could tell you that, but I, just, I know what you're. Well, talking it's about. always so cool just to go watch something like that live, and like my, our our experience with that was really unusual because we got there at like 5 p.m. on a Friday. It was all sunny out, and then all of a sudden, like five thirty, it's like, oh, it's getting a little cloudy, and then like six o'clock, it was like, oh, it's getting a little, little dark out here, and then by like seven o'clock in the middle of summer, it was pitch black because of how bad it was about the storm, and then we had to run out of the stadium to the car of how hard it was raining. God, um, like I like I used to have pictures on my phone of the progression. Uh, and it was absolutely nuts. You could ask Seth about it. Ask Seth about the you, storm. You take the a Rangers. picture and there's the, the SpongeBob voice over thirteen minutes, 30 late, minutes yeah. later. Yeah, it was just like that. It was. I'm telling you, like, it was scary how dark it was for 7 p.m. And a lot of people may be thinking, like, 7 p.m. is still light outside. Like, it's not. In the summer it's here, almost it's dark. normally it's, light until, like, 8, 8.30. Yeah. Actually, it's, it's, it goes pretty late. It's, pretty, it's, it's the weird. same around, like, the Dallas area. And it's yeah. absolutely nuts for it to be, like, looking at this window right now, if that window was the same at the stadium, it would be that dark. It was crazy at how bad it was. And it rained wow. so hard that just running through the parking lot, I felt like I was going to slip and fall because of the water just hitting me. Like, I felt like the water was hitting me so hard that it was causing me to go off balance. Not the wa- not the wet ground, but sure. like how hard I was getting about rain. Nuts. It was nuts. So what I get told is weird. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer this two ways because what I think is weird, and even then I, it wasn't bad, but what I get told is weird. Uh, used to. I stopped doing it as much because it's really unhealthy. Uh, the uh, microwavable burritos you can get, uh, I think they're L, L something here, L Dorado. I, I actually think it is something weird like El Dorado. No, it is. It is. Um, it's, it's something like that. It, you can get them at any Walmart. It's the dollar frozen burritos. They have them like the multi-packs. Well, they're like, yeah, but you get like 12 burritos for like 362 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, or eight burritos. I can't remember what it is. Anyway, I'd take those and I'd microwave it and I'd put a piece of American cheese, <laughs> a, a single. I'd, put it, I'd cut it in half and I'd put one on each one. I'd put two burritos. I'd put one half of the cheese on each one and I'd put ketchup on top of it and then... That was my meal, and it was so do delicious. You like, do you microwave it after you put the cheese on there? No. You microwave it for two minutes, 
one minute Instead for each of one. The one. Okay, yeah. And then and you keep them separate, and then for the last minute you push them together, and then you put the cheese on each piece. Does the cheese actually melt? Yeah, if you give it, you put it in there for that last minute, and it melts the cheese a lot more. And then I put ketchup oh, on so top of it. Oh, so you put them in there for a minute Delicious. to make them? I thought you meant a minute per one. Like, no, I put both of them in there for two minutes, but separated. I keep them on a plate separate. From right, the and then for the first minute they cook. Then for the, the, for the first two minutes they cook because it takes two two minutes and fifteen seconds to cook each one. So actually, the last so you're not, thirty you, seconds oh, I, I put cheese question, on it. My question is: Are you putting them back in the microwave with the cheese? Yes. For thirty seconds, the for last thirty, 30 seconds, because it takes a minute fifteen for each one. That just sounds so. No, I don't know. It's, it's weird. good, man. American cheese. It's is honestly good delicious to me. Uh, any but kind. get that shredded sharp cheddar. No, sharp cheddar is delicious. But Fiesta blend is where you got to go no, if, you're, if you're dealing with Mexican fake fake white people cheese. <laughs> Excuse you. Anyway, uh, so that's what I've been told is weird. But I've gotten a lot of people to try it, and a lot of people have been like, "Oh wow, I'm surprised. That was way better than what I thought." Hey, don't leave off dipping the uh, dollar store cookies and ketchup either. Now, see, I think that's that's where I'm going. What was weird, and I didn't dip it. Uh, what was weird is I got dared, and I was like, "Well, why not?" It, was, it sounds weird, but um, to eat a chewy chips ahoy with a squirt of ketchup on top, and honestly, nope. Me and Dylan both ate it. Not that bad. If you want to try some weird stuff, get a chewy chips ahoy, squirt a little dollop of ketchup on there, and just throw that bad boy in your Don't mouth. Don't do that. Unless you want to die. And if you do it, tweet back at me and tell me how it's not near as bad as you would think. I would not actively seek it out as a treat. Why don't you record yourself it doing it and then send us a Twitter video, and I'm going to laugh really hard at you in a response to a Twitter video. Sure. I will make myself a video I have responding to, buy, to your video. I will do it if you buy me Chewy Chips. I'm not doing it to you. Wait, what? No, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about them. Oh, if they do it. Yeah, okay. if they I'll say, I'll do themselves it eating a chocolate... Chips Ahoy cookie with ketchup on it. Yeah, it was chewy chocolate, uh, the chunky chocolate, whatever, the, the big chewy, chocolate It's chips. just the chewy chocolate. But the chewy chip, chocolate, chewy chip, chocolate chip, chip Chips Ahoy. Do it. It was Boy, weird. Five times fast. Do it. You do it, Dan. Get You and your daughter do it and see what it's like. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not as weird as you would think. Blaze's wife puts uh, takes chewy Chips Ahoy and puts American cheese slices on the meat. No, nope, okay, we're starting over <laughs> now. We're going to go ahead and go with Dom. He wants to talk about SOCOM. Uh, we kind of did the last episode in which it would come back really strongly as a as a uh, Battle Royale game. And we've gone further into it on Discord. I do agree. I think that the more I think about it, the more I think it makes sense to be yeah. a very tactical, almost PUBG style, but it would be way more polished. And it stands. It already has name recognition. It fits that style well, and it would go well. It, it would be PlayStation's exclusive since we don't have PUBG yet. And I know PlayStation's going to get PUBG. So unless this is something that happens at E3 this year, it's probably not going to happen at all. But I, it's so sad to see all of these franchises that Sony's built at some point or another that were really, really popular, like SOCOM. That SOCOM Four I talked about it. SOCOM Four just got super unlucky in no, the fact that it was an online only game, and it came out a week or two before the great PlayStation outage of 2011. And what were you going to do about it? You know what I mean? I, I mean, the game was already not, because of some you know preconceived notions and the fact that it had move capabilities tied in, people were kind of mad on it, but it was doing okay. And then the sales just hard stopped when the PlayStation Network went under because why would you buy an online-only game in that time? And now, apparently, you can't even play it. Like no, yeah, servers, no, you can't. The servers are, are down. Yeah, so. the servers are down for most PS3 games that were really fun. Sadly, so we have another. The last question we have for Sean Neo. It's a very interesting question too, because it's something I've thought about and never had an answer till recent. Me too. Uh, if you had the opportunity to cosplay at an event, who would you go as and why? But who would you cosplay as? So my original thought, whenever I was doing this, for some reason, and I, and I don't even know why I like him, I just do. Uh, is Zigbar from Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Technically, he's Bray in Kingdom Hearts Birth by you Sleep. You nothing like him. Oh, I, I don't. I just I just want to go around telling people as if 
<laughs> and I don't know why I have a very primal carnal urge to just walk around in a black organization 13 suit with his little crossbow things that are super dope looking. They actually. are. No, they are. And with a scar painted on my face and just go as if, and actually I feel like that's a pretty good impression of his voice. I'll, I will take it. No, it's not. It's uh, <laughs> terrible. I'm going to say it's okay. I'm going to, no, I'm not saying it's great, but it's okay. It'll get by. I think that if I was to cosplay as somebody, it wouldn't necessarily be as wide be because I look like that person. Uh, I could probably, you know, once I get my hair cut and it's short, like normal, because that's the problem. Go ahead. I was going to talk about that, but go ahead. I was gonna, oh, were you about to guess what I was going to say? Well, no. I'm talking about, you, you're talking about like, hair, hair is the problem, right? So my problem is some of the other characters that I would actually want to co- cosplay, because I can actually do a pretty damn good Kratos, original Kratos. It, it requires me being very loud. But and very I can, bald. But, but I don't want to be bald. Well, hey, the, the you, you embrace baldness, though, is the you you become Kratos. Absolutely. Now, if my hair thins to the point and to now, where it's just going to go and I go bald, I will. Now, the first thing I do will be cosplay well, Kratos. Say, once you lose your hair, just keep very good close eyes on your, your wife and your daughter <laughs> and just, just be weary. Get a red people tattoo. Named Aries, yeah. Uh, don't, don't trust those people named Aries. No, you don't do that. They're the God of War. We don't trust them. Um, no, but. If you could look at me and cosplay and, and pick somebody to cosplay as the only, I can think of one person I would closely resemble, or I look the closest to. I don't even really resemble him that much. Can, I know, I know who you can cosplay. Who? You know, who I'm gonna say these nuts. No. Oh, what? You can cosplay Lou from Unbox Therapy. I love it. I hate this world. <laughs> Uh, no, I would. I like, am not the only person. Lose, lose the glasses. I could and once I get my hair cut Lou, short. Lose the glasses. Oh my god. Lose, Go ahead. If I lost my glasses, uh, threw on like a camo jacket, and some some khaki pants, and I got my hair cut short like I normally do, and instead of throwing pomade in there, throw some other styling stuff and kind of loosen it. And you know, Jacob Seed. Okay, I could see it. Similar color beards. They're both about the same length and make always it, make it a little scragglier. Yeah, you just yeah, just kind of just kind of ruffle through it a little bit. Yeah, and then you know our hair styles are already kind of similar when I get my hair cut. So yeah, that's it. Like that's the only person I think I closely resemble that I could cosplay as. I'm with you. I'm that with would you. work. But um, Not, you know what? Uh, I, we did forget El Chabib's question. Oh my God, El Chabib, we are I so did not sorry, put good those, sir. I did not put those into Saul is, uh, uh, inadequate. Well, no, I kept with that, the Twitter. I kept that into the Twitter specifically uh, to be separate. Here, look. You're going to get a slew of messages, I mean, a slew of answers in a row of things that we have yet to answer that you've done. No, there's quite a lot in here, and which is what I'm curious about, because what I'm curious about is that what we may do, El Chabib, and this is kind of freeballing it, is that, like, his questions are so good and so long of a question, and that's one reason he, he messages us on Twitter. What if we saved all of his questions for one big last question of every reader mail? Because we could go so in depth in them because he, they're so he, deep. He gives us one every week because he's a he's a real listener. He loves us, and I appreciate the hell out of that. So, Saul, this is what we said: if you answer, if you ask us it, I guess that's true. And well, we did tuck not in, get guys, to it. Another hour? No, nah, it's not gonna be an hour. We're, we can run through this because I know I've read a couple of them. I re- I really like his questions. So this is for you, LTB. You, the get, last a, you get a one, dedicated section. I was like, well, the last one was dedicated to an episode too. That is true. So there that's we go. You, you're a good question giver. Uh, this one going back is uh, hello, hello again, guys. Here's another question for this week: opinions about the Half Life series and the abrupt discontinuation of it. Any chances that Valve will return to some uh, will, will return someday to it? Any chances that Valve will return to gaming development at all? Keep up the great podcasting. Well, they it's do, interesting. Don't they make Dota? 
yes, but very they they've pulled very heavily back. But they recently said in an interview that they were going to get back to games development well, and, they and releasing Campo on other, Santo. and then they bought out Campo Santo. Right. So I think that we are seeing them trying to go back into. The thing is, they steered so hard in the Steam, because I think Steam was almost a surprise at how successful it was for them, yeah. that they were like, this is where the money's at right now, we've got to leave the game development behind. Did they make Left 4 Dead? They did. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah, no, there's a, there's a couple Yeah, like, yeah they no, made. I know they made like Left 4 Dead, Team Fortress 2, um, the Half-Life games. Obviously Portal. Uh, Portal. Uh, and as far as the Half-Life series, I am very sad that it ended so abruptly, because it's actually one of those weird games where I'm not a huge fan of the uh, Source engine. Because it's very odd in, in a lot of areas, and it's very ugly in some areas. But games like Portal it does game, well because it's, it's smooth, I, I don't, and it does smooth textures liked, well. I've never liked those smooth style textures. I said it before. Well, like but, Doom 3. The, the, but they work but Portal in Portal. Did, yeah, Portal did it good. Like, but now, that's the only one. Yeah. It is hideous. Well, that's because uh, it's, it's un, They overused it's, and yeah, that. It's unreal in that one, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, uh, I like the Half-Life series. They're, they're perfectly fine. I don't have a huge affinity for them because I did not grow up with them like a lot oh, of people man. did. Me and, I first me and played Seth, them in Orange neither Box. Of, me, not, neither me nor Seth played either of them until the Orange Box. Yeah, that's all, that's all and I that did. was really cool. They're, they're, really, they're, they're really great games, and actually they have really good stories, and they were played out so well. It's sad to see someone like that missing from the industry, but I mean, oh, you know I do think there's a chance that it'll come back. There's only two questions. All right, so you want to do the next one? Sure. Hello again. Hello, LGB. General question about beat-em-ups as a genre. I used to love Shooter Rage 3, and I played that game so many times during my childhood. However, that genre seemed to have, fade, have faded away and didn't receive any modernization. Do you think what do you think happened? Any favorites? Um, that's actually a good question because I don't really like beat 'em up. I mean, I don't not like beat 'em ups. I don't play beat 'em ups. Um, technically, what is that game called? Uh, Mercenary Warriors. Mercenary uh, Wars. What's what do you do in the game? I I think it's a it's classified as a beat 'em up. It was on like 360 and PS3, and I think they made a remaster for it on Xbox One and PS4. It's Mercenary something. Um, Mercenary Kings, something weird. Like yeah, that. I think that's it. Look up, look, look up Mercenary Kings. See if that's it. That's it. But that's more of a side-scrolling shooter. But I still, I don't know if that's considered a beat 'em up or not. See, I don't really have played beat 'em ups. Beat 'em ups are all like because um, oh I know Lord. like Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers on the Super Nintendo are games I played, and those were considered beat 'em ups. Uh, I would think they would be. Um, there's a couple I used to play. I mean, I've never had a huge infinity for like affinity for them. Uh, the, and then a lot of the times they come back around. They come back around in very odd ways. Like, uh, what is it? Uh, what, what's the one with the two brothers they did recently? I can't think of the freaking name of the series at all. Of course, two brothers, Double Dragon. Uh, yeah, Double Dragon. They come back with that Double Dragon neon or whatever, and it was kind of a letdown. So I don't know. I think it's one of those things where they tend to not be that great because of that. But I don't really know. Uh, Streets of Rage. I know people love that. I didn't play that a lot as a kid, so it's one of those things I just don't quite know about. Um, and he says, "What the? They fade away and didn't receive any modernization. I think it's hard to modernize that that genre. Uh, they're limited in scope, and there've been so many made that I think the genre has almost been exhausted. And the only way you can really go is try and make the scope bigger. But how do you do that? Because beat 'em ups feel right as a two D side scroller. Well, I feel like unless you really wanted, has there been like a three D outtake of that beat 'em up style? Really, Dynasty Warriors." <laughs> I guess yeah, it's going to be. I mean, the I don't know. That's, that's one of those weird things where it's a genre that I I get to an extent it, why it died so much because it stagnated. I think it relies heavily too much on nostalgia too at some points, and then when maybe it's, it's it, kind of hard to do in this day and age. I mean, because I guess you could say like there are certain games that pulled off. Now it's more of a Metroidvania, but I mean, like you you get things that have them in there. Like when you get the really you know combo centric fighting that uh, 
that Batman did when they did their Vita and 3DS entry of uh, Arkham Asylum or um, whatever. Blackgate. Uh, yeah, Blackgate. And that was a really good game. I actually really liked it. But that's about the closest I get to it. So I really don't have a lot to say on that particular one. There is one more that he gave us that we did not get into. I think we answered the Final Fantasy Tactics or Tactics Ogre one because Final Fantasy Tactics wore the lines. Bam, that's it. Uh, but there was one up here that I don't think we got around to, and sure? that was, hey, guys, yeah, if we answered it, we're answering it again. But what do you think of the constant rebooting of the progression system in games, Star Wars, Destiny 2, etc.? can be a determinant. I think he means a deterrent, but maybe an autocorrect got him. Uh, or is it something that adds a refresh for multiplayer-centered games? Keep up the great work. Thank you, as always. You always put that on there, and we appreciate it. Yeah. We try our best to keep up our great work. I do. Thank uh, you, man. I think that Thank I agree. It's very odd when you have a game and you can you consistently, and I mean very quickly, uh, iterate on the way that you want to do the progression systems because it creates a weird split in the player base and the things they do and don't have depending on when they started. And sometimes it makes it to where some people poured way more time into your game and they should get a little bit more of respect to an extent. But now sometimes they're getting crapped on in a way that other people are able to come and get right up to them. I just think it's weird. And it's one of those things that with those type of games, you have to really know that you're launching in a state that you're going to keep for the foreseeable future. Now, Destiny doing something like changing to the light level and some of these weird things like a year to two years in, that's not that big of a deal. Uh, you're you're reworking the game in a way that's more fun for everybody. Uh, and it kind of I think it the, gives it enough time for everybody to experience it one way and then kind of everybody to embrace the new thing as a whole and possibly be even bring in new players whereas when you do it as quickly as Star Wars was doing which was pulling and revamping so quickly and a lot of it was to do with sales and I know that, that is, it's a business we say that all the time games development is a business so of course they've got to do what they think are going to bring the most people back in and I think to do it is but it gets jarring of, yeah and to fix something is different to me like I'll understand that more so than doing it just to refresh it yeah like I'll never like I know this isn't exactly related to the question, but well, the way it, it is, if is you're going to refresh it, then do it like seasons. You or, know, like or, let there be a specific progression system to a Steve, to a season. Yeah, that's a good idea. Or like uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, the king of comebacks, without a doubt. Right, the fact the that the meteor hit and the meteor was in the game, similar to kind of what like Fortnite was doing is the meteor hit in Fortnite and yeah. took out a place, but the meteors have been falling for like the past two or three weeks. Yeah, um, yeah. stuff like that's always cool. Like I really, really wish. That they would have done something in the first Destiny that had like Gaul's ship or something coming into the background of the tower very slowly, like at the, the end to kind of give you that yeah, continuation. I would have loved it. That would have been really cool. Nope, Bungie dropped the ball, just like three four three will inevitably drop the ball on you know, it's Halo funny, Seven. The, the bass player for Hawthorne Heights, Matt, loves Destiny, right? Love Destiny One, hates Destiny Two. It's just funny. Almost everyone I talk to is like, it was fun for the first month. I don't know. Have we played that game in 2018? Not at all. See, I don't know if I have or not, but like, I, man, what a weird game. It was so weird because you would come back to Destiny like every two to three months at worst when, whenever it. the first game was coming out. I, no, to be fair, I did download it again because I did tell Joe I would check it out with him this weekend just to kind of jump back in for sure. a minute. But uh, yeah, I don't know how long I'll stay there. Um, but Anyway, there you go. Thank to be, you, guys. Be your little block of the, of the answer thing, and we'll do... Uh, we'll do a little bit better next time. Uh, some of those were even further back than it's just April up. because it's our first time. Uh, so that was one of the things we're going to do. We, we had a little bit of a backlog. So you know what? Hey, if you've listened to this, thank you. And, of course, the only reason you would listen to this is because you care about our thoughts on things other than the games and you care about us. Uh, and we appreciate that. Give we know us your we, talk, we talk to a lot of you in the Discord stuff. And, we, I mean, really, seriously, most of you who ask, I'll say ask we us have questions are people that we have relationships with. 20, uh, anyway. 20 really good people we have relationships with because of this. And that so right really, there we love you guys. And this is yeah. part of why we're doing this. And this also, I mean, it helps us, you know, it keeps us sharp. We're getting more content out, uh, but it's fun to do. And I think it helps us get to know a little bit of you better. And we already do that in the discord. So thanks again, really. I mean, and, and as much as y'all want to ask questions, we'll answer them every month as best we can. Yeah. Uh, and we hope it was fun for y'all. Uh, 
if like we said, if this is your first time for some reason, you just want to start here and you like us, really think about subscribing on YouTube and uh, if that's what you want to watch on and interacting with us. I mean, you can let us know your answer to some of these questions if you want to as well. Uh, and if you listen <laughs> if you listen to us on podcast services, again, if you would just consider giving us a review uh, and letting us know how we're doing and things that you may like to see, we do like to take all criticisms into account and maybe even sometimes ideas. Uh, and it, uh, you know, We do want the show to be our vision, but we also like the influence that sometimes we get. And it's like, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, and we take our own spin on it. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. I'm distracting right now. But uh, yeah, with all that said, you know, we really hope that uh, newer people who have just recently started listening to us—if you've made it this far into this video for some reason—we hope that you continue to interact with us. And uh, we are thinking constantly of ways to start thinking, shaking things up. Uh, one of the biggest things this year I wanted to do was do more community output stuff like this, where you can ask us questions and things like that. And uh, I think me and Saul are thinking about other things. We want to start doing some live streaming and stuff that we can interact with y'all more face to face. We want to keep the podcast itself a little more, just me and him, uh, so that it stays topical in a good way. But we always love reader mail. Working uh, on a, a Dark Souls 3 Let's Play as of this very moment once I figure something out with uh, Windows Update. Um, that I'm super excited for for you guys. Yeah, so um, we're just excited to keep going, and uh, you know, more content. We we are what we are, and we you know we'd like to grow. But hey, if we don't grow, we, at least we know we got people who care about what we have to say now, and that's uh, really the most important thing for me. So with that said, we will see you obviously next month for the reader mail episode for there, <laughs> but we'll also see you for the next episode that we will be recording Saturday. That's uh, two days from now, and uh, that'll be out Monday. So we'll see you guys for episode 58. Right? Right. Man, 58 weeks. All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> you can I hope that. that picks up in the microphone. Uh